about somebody I have not thought or heard about in probably a decade is Jason Lee. <laughs> I mean, the last thing he really did, there were two things I remember coming out around the same time. And one was Dave Seville of Alvin and the Chipmunks, like the live action person in oh, Alvin okay, and the yes. Chipmunks Live. Yes. And then he was on a show called, I tried watching called Memphis Beat that was very bad. And it was, he, it was like a procedural um, cop show and then it, in Tennessee. And then at night he was a kind of an Elvis impersonator. But like when you think of an Elvis impersonator, you have a very specific idea of what they look like. He was just mm-hmm. like, I mean, he like combed his hair up like Elvis and put on like a jean jacket and sang, well, someone else sang and then he lip synced over it. But like he was supposed to be singing in the show. That was part of it. Is it was like this obviously isn't Jason Lee singing. Mm. It was just, it was a very bad show. Like there's a reason no one ever th- like it's it's not even bad enough to be interesting and thought of anymore. It was just like goodbye and just floated off into nowhere after like ten episodes. Which is really easy, especially in this age of all the different streaming providers. Really easy for a show to do. Like I'll hear about shows getting canceled, and I'll be like, I have no idea what show. And they're like, it had a very small but loyal following. And I'm like, doesn't every show now just have a small yet loyal following? I feel like it, like it, uh, it was even before. Like it's been a while since he's done much. Like I can't think of anything he's really done other than like I think he just got the money from those Alvin and the Chipmunk movies and like. Is pretty much just sitting pretty on that stuff. Comes in for any for little cameos in Kevin Smith movies every once in a while, I guess. I mean, you know, nice work if you can get it. So, yeah, I, I mean, good for him. But like, yeah, would you were like, here's someone I haven't thought about in a long time. I'm like, do not say Will Smith. I feel like he's like <laughs> recently <laughs> more relevant he than he's been a, in a. He, he released a video today talking about yeah. the slap and apologized Chris Rock. It's definitely not Will Smith. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, go do something else. Hey, you know, I'm recording this podcast, so... She's just, like, rubbing, not really rubbing her butt up against me, like, putting weight on my leg. And then when I pat her on the other side, the weight... It's very weird. She's being a weirdo. Do you smell something? Like, what is going on? Like, she's kind of being protective, which makes me a little... Because Tara is not in the house. So I'm like, what are you... Like, what's going on? Is there... I mean, it's not about to rain, is it? I don't think so. What are you doing? Okay, there you go. that'd be headline Settle. It's about to rain. Lay down. Go lay down. Settle down. Okay. Um. What were you? The last thing you said about Will Smith? If I don't know how I this is going to turn out, in the edit. So I just said I, he's Oscar winner Will Smith. Well, I mean, you know, let's yeah. just you know remember that. Um, I just I I it's weird to me because like you know what I don't want to talk about the Will Smith. Sh- I don't want to talk about it. I I am sorry that thank you for bringing up Enemy of the State and making us go down that road. Um, Right, I I do like Enemy of the State though. You should check that out. Like, turn on TNT sometime this week. (laughs) It'll probably be on there. For those of you who have cable, um, also like, why are you not welcoming me back to the U.S. of A. after my two weeks in on the continent? Your your question is why am I not doing this? Why are you not being like welcome back, Laurel? I don't want to talk about that either. Let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I just I say Portugal. that like por- um, Portugal was great. Um, that's a very poor word. That's like you know what someone would be like. No, you need a better word. Um, 
I would say Porto was charming and delightful and lovely and relaxing. And Lisbon was, I was surprised by how cool Lisbon was. I don't, I like, I had no frame of reference for what Lisbon would be like. No, like, oh, it's like this city. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed that. And then Barcelona was exactly what I expected. I really liked it, but it was like exactly what I expected. And then I was only in Madrid for a day and I feel bad. I was like, I need to go back to Madrid. Cause I was like, oh, this, I think mm. this is a really cool city. And I just did not budget enough time there. So, but, um, yeah, the longest I've ever, most time I've ever taken off work, longest vacation I've ever been on. Um, and I was ready to come back. I wasn't like, get me back, but I wasn't like, you know, devastated to be leaving. Mm. I, so, which I think was a good amount of time. I mean, you and Tara went to Italy for two weeks, right? I think it was about, I think it was under two weeks, like maybe 10 days or something like that. But, um, or at least I think maybe the part of the the part that was two weeks was including the travel time. So like that's doesn't really yeah. feel like part of it. But I, I get that. I've been places where I'm like I think in Ireland near like the last day in Ireland, we were there like maybe a half a day too long. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the last day I was like you know, and I'm glad I had that time to kind of rest before getting on the plane, but I was definitely like, hey, we're in Ireland. Let's hang out in the hotel room and watch Irish TV. <laughs> like, I, so, had no interest in doing anything. Well, and, and you went on that trip with a friend, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that is part of, like, part of what made this trip so great is I travel really well with the people that I was on the trip with. So the second half of the trip was just me and Leah, and that was, like, Porto and Barcelona. And Leah and I are very good travel companions in that we both really prioritize nap time. Mm. relaxation time, seeing what's on TV. We do not consider that wasted time in a cool city because we're like, this is necessary to recharge our batteries so that we can enjoy the city we are in. So like around say four o'clock every day, you would find us in our hotel room, me taking a little Laurel nap, Leah researching Mm -hmm. restaurants for dinner, having TV on, um, one of yeah. our hotels had had like YouTube, and so we pulled up a bunch of compilation of Friends bloopers and just like watched that. Like it just, you know. This this was also ten years ago, and was the last trip I will ever do. That was like, let's see how many hostels we can stay in. We were like, oh, oh. we we're about two years past hostels, but like we don't get. And the the last night was in an actual hotel, and and like I cherish it because I always have the memory. We watched an Irish show called Take Me Out. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. about Take Me Out? Mm-mm. And it's the one where it's like all the women and there's like 30 women in a line, like really packed together and they all have like a buzzer in front of them with a red light on it. And then they like slowly open like a garage door looking thing. And like, as the guy comes up, it's like whenever it gets to a point that you're like, I'm out on this guy, you hit a button. It's like, Boo! and it and it does like a red light, but it's so they like, it goes up and then like, it'll, it's, it looks so janky like someone's back there like pulling on a thing because it never just like slowly raises the same amount it's like it'll raise and stop and raise and stop and do weird things um and then they'll interview the guy and then when they say he's like what do you do for a living he's like well i'm an accountant boo, 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 boo. like i'll do all that stuff <gasps> but the favorite because we, we were watching and that's the thing it was <laughs> i would never go on that show because it was such a like it was all very superficial people on both sides i mean i felt more for the men because like it was like 40 to one <laughs> I, really, okay. like, I thought you were saying because you are a man because <laughs> well, also because i am a man but like it was it was just this the best one was we were watching it we we're dying and then all of a sudden they did one where they lifted up the garage door a little bit enough to where you realized the dude was wearing a kilt and it was like 
like every woman was like no <laughs> hitting the buzzer and like before i even got out there and then it like opened up the rest of the way and the guy was pretty good looking he came out and i forgot what the one thing he said like it was going really well for him and then at the end he was like he's like you know i do this i do that you know i like to take a woman out to dinner i like to treat her right it's really important to me to get to know someone um i'm really close with my mother pew, 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 pew. Like, <laughs> the rest of them just went out <laughs> it's something like that where it was like and then they were just like sorry buddy because like if everybody's like no it's just like all right bye dude it was so it was i i like have great memories of the cliffs of moore i have gl- great memories of galway i have all sorts of memories and i have a memory of sitting in a hotel room watching take me out waiting for the room service to arrive i mean i leah and i had such a fun time finding like there was something like there were a few channels that were in english and one of them was showing basically hallmark adjacent movies and they were doing a christmas in july thing like hallmark does and so one of them was called like candy coated mm-hmm. christmas um, we just watched some like not great movies. Um, we watched uh, Wait, a this Nicholas is, this Sparks is in, movie. This is in Portugal or Spain? Yeah, it was in Portugal. Um, they had a few English speaking channels, and they'd had they had Portuguese subtitles. Mm. So, um, but one um one movie uh okay. I think it's called uh we 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 were the we, we were the Morgans or whatever happened to the Morgans whatever happened to the Morgans with Hugh Grant and Sarah Jessica Parker and they enter witness protection. <laughs> we were the Morgans. <laughs> Well, it, it makes sense because it's like they go into witness protection, so they're not using their real names anymore. Um, but at one point, like Hugh Grant says, like, "Oh no," and the caption was "Mon Dieu," which is like, <laughs> "Oh heavens!" And so I just really yes. enjoyed. I, I was like, "We need to all say Mon Dieu more often." That's um, awesome. But anyway, I, I mean, lots, movie. lots more to share about my trip, but I will spare everybody that, and we'll invite you all to slide night when I put up, pull up the slide <laughs> projector and just show slides with the accompanying soundtrack. Um, but you know who else? I bet says Mondu, Fraser and Niles. Yeah, I was like, I don't have a good segue, which is funny because this is the most segue full. Well, I mean, I, I can I've say that w- when I was in Port, I Porto, I drank a lot of Port, which is you will find in the liquor store next to Sherry. Mm, so, Port. hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel, and we're the Craniacs. Uh, we get together and deal with internet issues, but mostly we like to talk about Fraser. Uh, today is no different. Is, I wait, don't have this, my notes up. Hold on. Is this second. a new phone case? Oh yeah, the bright pink one. I love yeah. It. Yeah, I, just, I guess how many times I've lost it. Zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah. Because I can see I, I, it in the dark from across the room. <laughs> yes, that that is fair. That's fair. I just got Leo. Speaking of losing things and tracking things, I got Leo an AirTag um, that's on his collar now. And I have an AirTag in my suitcase for when I travel. And I'm like, this is great. This is great. I always know where my suitcase is. You know, like if it gets left behind at an airport, you know where it is. I mean, we um, have <clears> remotes <throat> for stuff in this room that I've wrapped yeah. neon pink tape around and it's so much easier for me to find things oh yeah i was at my friend's it's house and they made my have life a, easier they have a like a silicon sleeve for their amazon fire remote that's bright orange and glows in the dark and i was like that's yeah brilliant I, i've got one that's blue yeah, yeah, yeah same thing um, um so we are on season I, nine episode 20 the love you fake uh aired on april 9th 2002 Fraser's feud with Cam Winston has reignited after a link in Fraser's apartment has been traced to Cam's washer and dryer, leading Fraser to bribe the building's handyman to cut off Cam's water supply. This is another one of those ones where it's like, we're only going to like talk about the first, geez, like five minutes of the show. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did have a note that I really liked Joe the plumber, though. <laughs> like, I don't know why. He was just very endearing to me. I also spent a lot of time staring at him, trying to see if I knew him from somewhere, and I don't think I did. So mm-hmm. he did, he was one of those guys when you look up, when you looked up the episode on IMDb, he like didn't even have a picture. So um, can I say one one the 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 subplot of this? Sh- well, okay, not the, not the subplot, but kind of the tangential to the A plot, the A point one plot was that Frazier doesn't have in-unit laundry and Daphne's been having to go downstairs. Mm. And I was like shocked that Frazier, I, I knew, I know that Frazier doesn't have in-unit laundry. I think we talked about this before, but like shocked that they have a hookup for a washer dryer and he, they do not have in-unit laundry. Well, well there was a whole bit that that has become like his fancy hat room. And I could totally see a situation where Frazier doesn't know what a washer dryer hookup looks like. He, makes a room something and then just loves it so much. He never wants to change it because it's not affecting his life at all. Cause he's got Daphne. It's true. He was never going to do his own laundry. So I'm sure when they were like, here's a washer dryer hookup, right. he was like the maid will do it downstairs. Um, exactly. Secondly, we've never seen Frazier wear a hat like beyond a baseball cap. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. But I was thinking like a jaunty, like driving hat or like whatever, yeah. like Niles is wearing this episode. Uh, yeah, yes. Niles. I could understand having a like haberdashery room, but not. <laughs> well, it did feel like Daphne was referring to it as their hat museum. Like it's hats. He doesn't necessarily wear. He just is like, ah, oh, I feel the need to own one of these. <laughs> Should the occasion arise. I appreciated learning about a new type of hat that I was unaware of when he referred to it. Homburg. I had to look that up and it is a semi-formal hat of fur felt that has an indention in the center, like on the, where, where the top of your head is. It's kind of what I think Didn't, I would refer to as a fedora, but... Yes. I feel like we talked about... We had, like, there was a, a Tam O'Shanter. Didn't we have a big episode yes. where we talked about Tam O'Shanter hats for a while? Yes. I don't think he ever wore one, but we talked about no. them. No. Yeah, we did talk about those. And then it took me entirely too long to learn what a Tam O'Shanter was, so... Right. Um, I want to talk about the fact that when... Niles came in on a Segway. I like Segways seem past Frasier to me. Like mm-hmm. Frasier, it's one of those things where you realize how close things are in relation to each other. Have you seen that thing where it's like Cleopatra is the distance between Cleopatra and like mammoths walking the earth is the same distance from like Cleopatra and JFK or something like that. Like it's those weird things when you compare them, you're oh, like, oh, yes. that doesn't seem right. Well, do you, you were we were at SMU at the same time, roughly. Do you remember mm-hmm. when the SMU police officers got segways and would ride around campus on segways, and that was how they? Because I will say there are lots of parts there are parts of campus that don't have roads, um, where it's just like you know lawns and walkways and stuff. And <clears throat> do you remember that when they would like ride around campus Vaguely. on segways? And I remember I we think all it thought that been was like the first year laughable. was my last year. Yeah. Well, it looks it's it's. I've seen cops on segways before and you know, at home you're not gonna be able to see this, but it just looks weird because you have to like lean forward just a little mm-hmm. bit. Like enough mm-hmm. to be like it looks like they're trying to be intimidating. They're like, What are you doing? Like and they're just kind of coming at you. And it's like I just wanna like kick it and knock them off. It looks they're segways are like simultaneously the dumbest thing I've ever seen and I it pains me in my heart that I've never gotten to be on a segway. Yes, it does pain me as well. And I'm just now remembering this. One of my friends at my church in DC was he was a teacher and in the summer he was a segway tour guide in dc and Mm -hmm. he would lead tours of tourists obviously on segways um and almost every tour he was like somebody falls off or runs into something so 
Right. I will say, I think if I had one, I would be like Niles and I would have, oh God, his, I want to talk for a second. So, so the whole bit is Niles is on a segue because someone he knows is running. It's like technology in your life and they're doing some study with it. So he's on it the whole time until Daphne tricks him to getting off and then she jumps on it, which I thought was pretty funny. But there is a scene where he goes in the Cafe Nervosa. I want, I know that's completely ridiculous. Bear with me. I want Niles driving gloves so bad. Those like <gasps> brown leather gloves he has. Mm-hmm. Were they the ones that have amazing. like the little spot? Oh, you can't see my hand. Um, were they the ones that have the little like on circle the on, on the on the back? Yeah, or a circle on the back where like the back of your hand is like not covered. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, exactly. They looked uh, amazing, and I was just like, I would wear those. You know, it's it's. I will say, like, it immediately it starts with gloves, and it ends with I need a much nicer car. But like, I love, I love those gloves. Look so cool to me. So I will say, I went on a few dates many years ago in D.C. with a guy who I don't know drove some. uh, Maybe it was a Mercedes. I don't remember. Classic car or nice car. Sure. But he had driving gloves that he would put on every time. And part of me was like, this oh is God. stupid and over the top. And then part of me is also like, if that brings you joy, who am I? Who am I to like yuck your yum, you know? I, I on the opposite end of that, when I was in D.C., I briefly, before I, I uh, uh, met Tara, I dated a woman who had a smart car. And I felt like I was being chauffeured around in a bumper car, for God's sake. It was so ridiculous. It felt like a carnival ride. Uh, yeah, I don't think I could <clears throat> ride in a smart car. Like, I, I don't, like, I think I would be too afraid. It just, like, I don't know, a, a tree branch hits the car in the car. Like, like tree branch just, like, brushes it as the car goes by, the car tips over. I, I, I mean, it, it felt akin to, it felt, it felt like someone, if I drove up to pick you up in D.C., Laurel, and you came out and I was in a golf cart and I was trying <laughs> to explain to you how this is fine. Like you'd be like, no, it's not. Like that's it felt like that. Like on the, it looked better than a golf cart. But driving around it, I was like, this is not. Like I do not feel properly <laughs> protected in this vehicle. Uh, yes, I drive a golf cart sometimes for work, and the, the way people drive around my place of employment, um, I'm like, I do not feel properly protected in this golf cart. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what a smart car feels like, if I remember correctly. But, um, yeah, I want to go on a Segway so bad, like. It's just such a weird, like, I remember when they came out and it felt like it was, everyone was saying, or like everyone, like I think the, the PR people were paying news agencies to say, this is the new way, like walking is out, <laughs> segues are in. And then it quickly became a joke in Arrested Development, which I guess is pretty close to when this is happening, right? Like yeah, this is this 2002, is does Arrested yeah. Development start in like three or four years? Oh, I think, I think Arrested Development maybe even started the next year or the year later. But, I think that's just part of it is like I just feel Frazier feels like it happened before I went to college and this is I'm in my like sophomore year at this point. Yeah. This is happening. So it's weird to conflate the two. Well, I mean, the times that I can remember the SMU PD having segues is like 2005, 2006. So in 2002, they were still pretty yeah. new and we were like, maybe they will take off. But now they are. Just they definitely had for... golf carts when I was there at one point. So. Now segways are used for tourists everywhere. You know what? You need to have somebody visit Austin. I'm sure there's a segway tour of Austin you can do. You need to have somebody visit Austin and then be like, let's do a segway tour. Because that's the only or way it's okay for us to do touristy things. Just do it on my own and not tell anybody. 
Uh, it started in 2003, so Arrested Development is this next year. Wow. Do we want to get to the crux of the episode, which is the feud between Frazier and Cam Winston? Um, I mean, I guess we can because I think the other stuff is way funnier <laughs> than that. Um, well, I guess but yes, the crux of the episode bra- is really Martin and, and Cam's mom pretending to date. Well, pretending to and then eventually kind of getting into it at the end. Um, but yeah, it's it's they it's it's Cam's washer dryer is leaking into Fraser's apartment. Fraser pays the bl- the plumber to turn his water off, so they start feuding. But like his Cam's mom is in town and is a vet, so uh, Eddie is getting a little sick. She comes down and uh, helps him. You know, like she takes him because she's a vet. And then they start talking. Martin and her start talking about like why don't our boys get along? They're exactly the same. And so they go, well, I bet they'd hate it if we got together. So then they start pretending to get together. Like he's getting up in the morning in a robe and like running to her house and pretending he's coming out of their bedroom, which I just think is funny. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's also think it's weird charming. how comfortable. Yeah. But I also think it's, it's kind of weird and uncomfortable how. I don't know. I, I think like if I left, if I lived with my dad, I'd rather, well, I guess I didn't have cell phones, but like, it's just weird to me how like comfortable he is. Like, Hey, this woman I met, like that lives upstairs is like here for breakfast because we were banging. Like, it's just like, I feel like there's a weird decorum that's not being used here or maybe hasn't been used on the show. But anyway, I just think it's a little odd. Like the same way if I was living with my dad, I don't know that I would be like, First of all, I never live with my dad. I don't think I could handle that. But if I had to, it would be like, there is a woman here. Don't be weird about it. Like, I wouldn't just be like, oh, hey, we were just hanging out reading the paper and when you walked in. Well, it also, it, I, I'm a little surprised that Cam and Fraser fell for it, considering she's there in her own pajamas and her own robe. And so it's like, and, and same when Martin mm. is upstairs. And it's like, so are we supposed to think that they've taken a shine to each other and go to spend time with each other and bring along their pajamas and robe for this like very like spontaneous recent That's a good point. thing. I just, uh, that was where I was kind of like, I would be like, why didn't you just like go back downstairs? I don't know. I Have you ever dated someone in the same building as you? I have gone on a date with somebody who lived in the same building as me when I lived in DC, but we did not, I, we did not date. We went on like a few dates. Yeah, I don't. Actually, my old neighbor here, who still lives here, she's moving out in a month. She's dating. Her boyfriend lives in the building, like on the first floor. Mm. I don't know. That never seemed appealing to me. She's dated other people in the building, too. And Don't <laughs> where you eat, I always say. <laughs> so I, I told her that she dated somebody else in the building, and it ended rather abruptly, and she was, like, upset about it. And she's like, I still just see him at the dog park. And I was like, well, you <laughs> where you eat. So I don't know what to yeah. tell you. <laughs> I was more sympathetic than that, but I did use that at one <laughs> use that term at one point. Yes. I- I'm annoyed that Cam was like, well, I guess I'll pay for the damage that my washer dryer caused. I'm like, no, that's definitely in your like condo board rules. That right, he- absolutely. Something- like he's acting like he's like very, very magnanimous of him. And I'm like, no, no, that's like a requirement of your... It's not up for debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like Fraser turning off the water, ruining his clothes. No, that didn't happen. But I, I just... Yeah, yeah. He- 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 Frazier wouldn't have to pay for ruining the clothes because I think you could very easily argue like it wasn't me, but like, 
Yeah, absolutely 100% that water coming down is something Cam has to pay for. Eventually, Cam and Frazier like, get together and, and it felt like drafting the Declaration of Independence scene to me or something like that. Like them writing up the truce of like what's mm-hmm. going to happen so that their parents will stop dating or fake dating or whatever. Yes. Um, I enjoyed how seriously they were taking it though and that they were really thinking about things. Um, I felt like that was, mm-hmm. that was precious. I also... I'm skipping ahead to the end a little bit when they're when Cam's mom is like, why don't y'all go to the symphony together? Um, and Frazier, um, or, or she says to Frazier, like, you know, just FYI, he he likes to pre-order his intermission cocktail. Um, and I, I do that if it's an option <laughs> at, at the theater. It's like, pre-order your intermission cocktail now. Oh, I'm like, yes, please. It's a good idea. Yeah, because they don't have to stand in line. They just have oh, a little they offer it? Like, yeah, and so when I saw Hamilton, that was a the thing. They were like, skip the line at intermission and pre-order your cocktail. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I Oh, I like when Frazier was like, you don't have a standing order. Like, it was yes. just like they were kind of like unintentionally one-upping each other. It was yes. really, it's like they'll never be friends. Like, I feel like they should be, but um, I liked in the in the uh, talk of the treaty where Cam offered to introduce uh, Frazier to his sweater weaver, but only if Frazier shared his bath blend, which we've heard about Frazier's bath blend before, right? Yes, yes, we have. That's like a, a different blend of all this like jasmine and rose petals and things. I'm shocked Lush or someplace like that hasn't, I have never seen like a Frazier's bath blend. I don't think Lush was around when Frazier was on. No, I know, but I feel like now there's like a weird nostalgia for old shows. So I feel like I'm gonna look up see if you can like get it online or something's like Frasier's Bath Blend for Frasier fans. Um, what were some other parts you liked about this episode? I got a few other things. Um, I enjoyed seeing Cam's condo because I really like seeing other condos in the building that have the same layout as Frasier, but are all slightly different. Mm. I I wrote that I think. Niles was wearing, I forgot what this style is. I don't wear it too often because I don't think it looks good. But the jackets that, that like they have like a three button, but they come really close to the top. Mm, and I think mm-hmm. his first jacket, he looked really big. Like he looked tiny in, but it looked really big on him. Um, I was also surprised that Daphne still lives there. Yes. I thought Daphne had moved out and moved in with Niles when they got engaged. Uh, No, his, doesn't his mom live with her mom live with them? Does she? I. Okay, maybe. Or she lives with the last time I think it was she's living with Niles. Um, I am I am finding a lot of stuff where people I have I haven't seen anything where anyone has actually selling the bath blend, but like our Fraser on Reddit is like, has anyone tried this bath blend? And they're all like, <gasps> it sounds wonderful. <laughs> so what you're saying is there a biz- there's a business opportunity. Yeah, I, lavender, rose hips, and a bit of Tahitian vanilla. Oh, that's right. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, T- vanilla and lavender are like two of my favorite smells. I'm really like, I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm sad we didn't have this, this ep- we didn't record this earlier in the week. Tara's coming home today. I could have earlier this week had a little Fraser, a little, little self care. I might do it anyway, you, but. I was going to say, you, you can still do that even if your wife is home. <laughs> um. It's not that I don't think I can't with Tara. It's that like, I think when I give her the idea to do that, it's like now split time. Like I can't just take the whole as much time as I want or whatever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It becomes like, it's it's like, you know, you didn't, you, it's, it's, you do things differently when someone's there than when they aren't. 
yes. I mean, I live alone, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. So I'm, you know, it's, just, it's always me time. I'm always just, you know, me, me and Leo <laughs> here. Um, so I have to say the the whole like Martin and oh my gosh, I now don't remember her name. Um, Cam's mom, kind of having feelings for each other towards the end reminded me so much of just like rom coms where it's like two people pretend to date to make other people jealous and like their ex is jealous and then they end up falling for each other. I mean, it felt like they were into each other um from the beginning. Like they really seemed to 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 I was about to say get off, but I think that's not what I meant. I feel like I've been listening to like why like, like the British version of that term, which I think like get don't they say that like get off well with someone? They say get on well. Like Get on like well. The, okay, so yeah, I they, don't like, know what I'm talking they, about. Like, oh yeah, like 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 they got on well together. They got on. Um, yes, but uh, that's what I'm saying. They seem to get on well together uh, before anything before anything else. So I was, uh, it wasn't exactly shocking that this is where it went. Um, her name was Cora. Oh yeah, that's a great name. Played by Emily Nancy. Um, what else did I have for this episode? I mean, it was it was a fine episode. Oh, Martin spilled a lot of coffee when he stirred it. I don't know why I noticed that, but it was like oh. when he made her his coffee. It's just a weird. I thing I, to, I admit to, I did to, not know that. Notice. Although um, I have to say, Fraser seemed to be at a little bit of the forefront of you know people complain a lot about all the different milks that there are now, and like the only milk is really milk that comes from an animal. <laughs> like soy milk isn't milk, almond milk isn't milk, oat milk isn't milk, or whatever. And they had a little bit of that mm. at Nervosa today. Um, and I will say that, um, alternative milks have hit Europe guys. Um, almost everywhere we went, they had like soy milk or oat milk and almond uh, soy milk was almost everywhere, but like they would have almond milk and oat milk and stuff. Um, and as an alternative milk drinker, I was pleased. What's your favorite alternative milk? Yeah, I, I'd say my favorite go-to is almond milk. Um, that's probably the one mm-hmm. I gravitate to the most. I think it's the most consistent. HEB's unsweetened vanilla, in case y'all are wondering, that's my jam. It froths very nicely in my milk frother. Um, <laughs> is that the, the Laurelist thing for this episode? Um, and well, here's the only reason it isn't is because I really like the HEB on, not even the unsweetened, just original, uh, which I think has a little bit of sweetener, but I put those in my smoothies in the morning. It's really good. Oh, I meant that. I like it because it froths well in my milk frother. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I just think I, that the re, that is the laurelist thing you said this episode. No, I think the laurelist thing you said this episode was why aren't you welcoming me back to America? <laughs> <laughs> but I the, the reason I didn't jump all over that because I was like, ooh, I do like the H E B almond milk. H E, it's really good almond milk. And sometimes if like I don't know they're out of stock mm-hmm. and they give it's me like good. almond breeze, I'm like, no. Yeah, no, the H E B like. H-E-B stuff is really solid, but like, yeah, I was surprised when I had their oat milk. Like, I will drink it kind of like, I, I'm a big like tall glass of milk person, like sometimes oh, with some things in the morning. I'll drink almond milk like that. At least the H-E-B almond milk I like. Oat milk I like too a lot. Do you have any LOLs? I have one that I thought was very funny. I, I don't. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I had let's all paint our bottoms and run to the sandwich shop. <laughs> it was just such a weird like response to Niles coming in on a segue. I don't know how I missed that line, but I did. I will say I watched <laughs> this. I watched this in bed. Um, I, we had a fire alarm at 2 a.m. in my apartment last night. So like I am very tired and I watched this in bed or maybe I like dozed off for a second. Yeah. 
it's it's when it's when Niles comes into the sandwich shop and is like it's it's it was something about how everyone was giving him like uh attention and he was like and it was just like you know it's i forgot the reference to it, but it was fraser's like well let's just do this and it was let's all paint our bottoms and run to the sandwich shop which i feel like is i'm going to try to incorporate in my everyday speak from now so i'll be incorporating mondu and you'll be incorporating let's all paint our bottoms and run to the sandwich shop exactly um so what do you rate this one I'm going to give this one um, five Homburg hats. Man, I, I would give it five and a half, but I feel like we don't really do halves. But I, I, if I'm going to give it five, those wonderful, just look supple leather, brown, dark. It was just right up my alley. Those, 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 those Segway gloves were just wonderful. Um, I mean, your your birthday's coming let's, up. Let's might, go might ahead sooner, and, and bet. What'd you say? I said, your birthday is coming up, but mine is sooner. So, you know, kind of like you could ask Tara for those gloves. But I'm like, oh, but actually my birthday is coming up. So I, I may actually look for gloves like that and just see what we're what, what we're looking at here. If it's, I won't and just wear them around the house. You know what I would do? I would wear them when I played video games. Okay, now I'm judging. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. It feels a little bit better than when than when I'm I'm driving my uh, Subaru Forester as opposed to like a, a classic car. So, listeners, if you're listening to this and things seem a little bit more coherent, a little bit more like we're we're actually like conduct a good energy. Uh, we re- we were having some issues and we reset everything, so we are we are good to go now. I yeah, think. I mean, I, it's like everything went to thwart us. Both of our computers started updating. I reset my internet. Then Google was just like, I don't know, we're, no. Hangouts just isn't going to work. <laughs> yes. Um. So we are back, and I'm glad we're back because Laurel, this is the f- the only Frasier episode I had seen before. <gasps> We started this podcast. This is the one. Oh, wow. I've seen this, I've seen this one before. Season 9, episode 20, Cheerful Goodbyes. Episode 21. April. Episode 21. Oh. Uh, Fraser returns <laughs> to Boston to give a speech, and Niles, Daphne, and Martin tag along to see the city. Once there, Fraser runs into Cliff Clavin, yet another IMDb, like, let's just do the first little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he runs into Cliff, who's just hanging out at the airport bar. Waiting for his mom's flight. I thought that's the same thing. And that's then he was, was like, I got to go meet mom's plane. And then his mom got on a flight to Bosnia. That's what it was. Um, now, we're, we're, I, I, before we go into this, I will say, having watched Frasier up to this point, this is by far my favorite Cheerers reunion episode. I, I'm glad you said that because I thought it was better than any of the ones that we've had like any like when Sam came back or when Diane came back or the Woody one. So I, 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 but also I feel like this was one where it was like, we're going to stop putting the cheers people in Seattle and we're just going to bring Frazier to Boston and have it be like a little bit more in, in their normal. A return to cheers as opposed to a, like, let's try and put these characters outside of there. Yeah. Totally agree. And they weren't at cheers, which is, is, hundred percent has to be like they couldn't get the you know who knows what happened to the set or whatever but um it, you know like norm comes in and sits in that place about where he sat at cheers 
Carla is very same. I I will say when Carla hugged Frazier, I was like, Carla wouldn't hug Frazier. Like Carla was not this endearing, and you can see that by the end. The end, Carla is a little bit more like Carla is the rest of the show. And they even had some of the like really really minor characters like Paul and Phil. Okay, so I, I wrote that down. Who's Paul? Paul's like so when they were filming the show they had these people who would just come back and be like if you were watching the show you would look in the background they're like there's that guy and mm-hmm. like like Paul and Phil is credited with like 140 episodes of 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 cheers but has probably a hundred lines max over 11 years you mm-hmm. know okay um Phil by the way played by uh Rhea Perlman's father apparently I didn't oh wow that. Um, and then Paul, same thing. Paul, I think had you know more of a of a a, a career. He was. Do you remember Office Space? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the two Bobs and one was like John McGinley? Um, yes, I've seen Office Space once. I should say, like in the odds. So there's these two guys who come in and they're like evaluating everyone's performance and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And and Paul is one of them. And okay. I didn't realize it till now. I will say I wrote a note that there's a point where Paul has like honest to God. Eight to nine chicken tenders stacked on his plate. Uh, when he said, "He okay. says like, what a boob." I'm like, what is going on with those that giant stack of chicken tenders? I mean, a man after my own heart. I love a chicken tender. So, um, yeah. It, 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 so it was cool to have those people back because it was like recreating the the cheers kind of like, and, and it felt a lot like it where it's like, oh, now this guy's gonna speak, and now we're gonna have a couple jokes because of the. Uh, like uh, uh, the mailman jokes and then the, this joke and it's kind of just like a platform for a bunch of jokes and cheers does that a lot where it is like you know it's 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 written to be like a bunch of bar jokes and that sort of thing yeah and if you recall like especially with the woody episode where i was like i don't because i hadn't watched cheers i didn't have a good feel for who woody was and i was like who is this guy like yeah i, I he didn't really click with me and his shtick didn't really work for me on Frasier. All of these people's shtick, though, worked for me on Frasier, partly because, like, I think they were, it was many of them at once on there, so they kind of created a little bit of an ensemble. But You could divide and conquer, like, how does so-and-so work with Niles? How does so-and-so work with Daphne, you know? Yeah, and, like, I loved Daphne finding Cliff to just be so brilliant, and um, I loved, loved Norm and Martin, I love that too. It like, was when he goes, got some so real much. mug calluses there. He goes, oh, I could tell by your grip, you're a can man. Yes, like, I, I loved it. I, I mean, like Martin waxing poetic about the like foam, you know, that, that that comes out of the can when you first open it, and he's like, and for a split second, you're jealous of your knuckles. And I was just like, this is so good. <laughs> it was it was really fun. I and I definitely like, there were jokes that were like. I think like Norm and Cliff and maybe Carla, like they're, you know, it's like, I think if you ask someone a little bit more to characterize like, like Kramer on Seinfeld, that's who they'd, you know, like just more people would be able to, to kind of go, Oh, Kramer's the wacky neighbor. Like Norm is kind of like one of those characters, you know, they're the, they're the kind of big um, characters from that show that are more well known Mm -hmm. than like, well, who is Woody and who is Sam and what are they about? Like, you would know, like, oh, yeah, Sam's the main character, but you wouldn't be like, well, what's he about? Like, Norm is like kind of a joke. It got into the zeitgeist more, so I think that is why those are funny. I like at the end where when Barton's like, you should come to Seattle sometime. He's like, six hours on a plane, not moving at all. Yeah, it's yeah. not really me. Yeah, yeah sitting, <laughs> sitting in the same spot, doing nothing. Yeah. Oh, I, having just taken a ten and a half hour flight back from Spain, I can say, yeah, I, I, I hear you, Norm. It's, it's, it's a little. It can be a little painful. So, um, 
I, I, you know, it, I, 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 but yeah, I think you're right. I think this is, you could divide and conquer. You like, you could get a few jokes. Like you didn't have to like, you, you could move on to a new person because so many of them were there. Yes, it didn't, it didn't hinder on or hinge on just one person mm-hmm. bringing all of this nostalgia. Um, so I, I think this was executed a lot better. Um, I do want to go start at the very beginning though, when Frazier is counseling, um, Jeremy, the bedwetter who has, or no, I'm sorry, Jeremy's not bedwetter, oh, yeah, but yeah, Jeremy yeah. is just, is talking about being, I think bullied or something or being made fun of played by Rufus Rain- Wainwright. Um, mm. and he's very just like, let me tell you a story and talks in very thinly veiled terms about Niles being a bedwetter until the age of 12. And he refers to alarms and bladder stretching exercises. <laughs> And for some reason, I just like found that hilarious. Um, I don't know why. But Niles carries that throughout this whole episode that now he's been outed as like a bedwetter since he was like until he was 12 and how embarrassing this is and everything. And then that's another way that like the Cheers people kind of even, you know, endear themselves to Niles. They're like, oh, we have all these stories about times we embarrassed Frasier. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Frazier was such a, we've talked about this a million times, but the fact that he was not really, he was such an outsider that eventually became such a member of the Cheers family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do like, I, I, I like that a lot. Ratzenberger was so good in this one. Like, yes, I don't remember like, I, you know, like I remember Norm being a know-it-all, but I don't remember him being so wrong. Like, I do, think do he would mean, say things and he'd be. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, Cliff. Um, I don't remember Cliff being so... Like, the joke wasn't that he was constantly wrong. I think sometimes he was right. But I did like... You know, the way it was portrayed in this was was very, very amusing. Like, I just... His delivery, I missed the character of just like, eh, actually, Doc, uh, yeah. slow, little known fact. Like, and like, I feel like I read somewhere that that character was developed like by Cliff. He's like, he like read for another character goes, uh, you know, your only problem with the script is uh, you don't have a know-it-all. And they were like, what? And he's like, you need some guy who's always uh, coming up with dumb things at the, and like, like pretty much like almost noted all his way into playing the know-it-all who became like, you know, such a major character. I, I, the lo- whole, I love that. Yeah. And the whole like civils, he's like, He's like, oh, the fellow silver servant. Hey, he's like, uh, you're a mail carrier? And he's like, no, I was a cop. And he's like, oh, couldn't pass the mail carrier exam. I wrote like, that down as, a, as an LOL. I was like, it, just, I loved it. The esteem with which he holds being a mailman is 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 very endearing. And it's just, uh, he's, he's a very fun character. It's like, I, I'm glad that we got one. Like, I, I liked the Cheers ones, I think, like I said, better than you. But at the same time, like, I this one is by far my favorite. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the end where they're dragging Carla out, like that's a very, cl- like when she gets dragged out and then she comes back in and grabs a spear gun, it should have freeze framed him in like, do, 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 like, like that's how the Cheers episode would have been. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a little bit just about a, a very minor side plot, almost not even a side plot, but that Roz asked to borrow Frazier's apartment for uh, all of her sorority sisters that are coming into town. And he said, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to be sharing the secret handshake and doing skits. And if that isn't, <laughs> if that isn't still a joke that is made to me, if I am like, oh, yeah, like I'm, you know, visit to people who like aren't familiar with Greek life or whatever, or who are often of an older generation. If I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's like two of my sorority sisters. Whatever, they're like, oh, you're going to like braid each other's hair and have pillow well, that, fights. Here's <laughs> the thing. That makes more sense to me than like, 
I find it extremely humorous the idea that like you and your sorority sisters would get together at the age of like late thirties, early forties, and be like, "Let's do a skit." Let's okay, what it. are we trying to like establish? Okay, I think this one should be about sisterhood. All right, so you know, like I like the idea of like no one we never in a fraternity or sorority no one just does skits. It's like. We have to do a skit to, for this event. It's not just something we do for fun. Yeah, yeah we, we don't it's just so like weird. improv right on the fly skits and perform yeah. them for each other. <laughs> but I will say the end when it's like all of them smoking cigarettes and eating Chinese and going through like Frazier's wine collection. I'm like, this is how I will envision any time Laurel's like, oh, I met with a bunch of my uh, sorority sisters this weekend. It's just you guys all smoking. Yeah, ripping things. With coolers and your, with uh, curlers in your hair. Yes. I, the last time I had curlers, well, actually, okay, I do have curlers that, uh, but they, they don't look like that. Anyway, I, I was just like, this is uh, like 100% the stereotype that people have and I'm okay with that I find it funny too but I just can, yeah I always think it's funny when it's like can more, I can more I so di- when, oh, go ahead. oh sorry go ahead go ahead well, I was go gonna ahead, say more so when I when I talk to people and mention having lived in the sorority house sometimes people are like oh my gosh is it like in Legally Blonde when you know like everybody like everyone's room was pink and you all just like run around like gabbing and everything and I'm like uh in some ways it's not too far off but in other ways it's I don't know it's, it's just yeah. a really big house <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some of that, but like, I, I want to dive into something. What curlers do you have? And I'm not trying to like Ooh. trap you to make fun of your no, name. No, I'm, no, no, I'm no. Honestly, because I grew up with, so first of all, my mom's hair is ridiculously naturally curly. Mm-hmm. Like really, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I have very straight hair. Um, But she, uh, she had a curling iron just mm-hmm. for like big curls. Mm-hmm. And then like later in life, she has a straightener. And like mm-hmm. Tara doesn't, like Tara barely had a, hair dryer when i met her so like i don't know like what kind of curling stuff do you use oh thank you for asking um (laughs) so i have so the curlers i have are velcro curlers in that they don't heat up by themselves or anything and they don't have a clip or anything they like velcro like onto onto your hair and so i do that more not for curl but more to add like volume and a little bit of shape so what you do is they put those in your hair then you take your hair dryer and you blow it all over the curlers so they get hot or they get they get a little warm and then Mm, just okay you, you leave your hair in that for like 10 minutes while they cool down you like do your makeup or whatever and then you pull your hair you pull the curlers out and it's like your hair just has like some volume and it's maybe a little silkier and everything I also have a curling iron with like a little I'm gonna call it like a swizzle on it where so like my hair as I twist the curling iron gets wrapped around this like real curly like metal like kind of you know those like crazy straws it kind of looks like a crazy straw on top of the metal rod so it like kind of it helps shape the curls a little bit more um, I have that one. That's a skinnier one. And some people will have a bigger barrel curling iron for the big that's, curls like your mom. That's what my mom used yeah. to have. And I knew mostly about it because anytime we left the house, it was, I don't know if I, if I unplug the curling iron. Ryan, go in. Laurel, I'm here to tell you, if if it wasn't 100% of the time that I went in the curling iron was unplugged, it was once or twice in my many years of living at home. And I'm talking about like if she still used a curling iron and I was home, I would still be running in a double check to well, this day if I was ever visiting my house. You know, I'd be curious as to how old her curling iron is because all of the ones that I have had and I've had uh, like hair straighteners or whatever since high school, they all turn off automatically after like 30 uh, it or does, 45 it, it, minutes. It, well, first of all, this was in the 80s and 90s. Okay. And second of all, like... Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, I, I guess she has it. She, she, she would still send me in. My mom would tell stories because, again, like, if you met my, like, I don't think my mom's had not straightened hair in I don't know how long, 
But like she would tell these stories about like trying to get like like putting it in in like empty soup cans to get big curls or something <laughs> like that. Or like I think one time she burned her hair trying to iron it straight. Oh like, yes. with like a clothes iron. Yes, that was a, that that was definitely a thing um, where you would iron your yeah. hair with an actual clothes iron on an ironing yes. board. Yes. So um, she she talked about that. Um, but that, yeah, I just that's that's why I was so I was just curious if like. You know, I don't really know. Like, so I know that, like I said, the the handheld thing, and that's about it. But then when Tara and I, we did cosplay once to go see Hocus Pocus, and we were dressed up as Penny and Gary Marshall's characters mm-hmm. from the movie, where I was mm-hmm. like the devil, and she he, she was like the devil's wife when she had all those weird, what they look like, they're curlers, but they're just like weird, like, have, you know what I'm talking about, that scene? Um, I, well, I, yes, but only in that I remember when y'all dressed like that for Halloween, he posted the yeah. photo. I know what curlers you're talking about. They're like the pin curlers almost. Where like, yeah, and they're like kind of foam, but yes. they also like, they make big loops. Yes. I didn't know what those were when I saw that movie. I was like, what are those? You know, didn't think to ask. I was just like, oh, some, I mean, not to, just to be like, it's some w- women's hair product I'm not privy to. And then they were, she's like, oh, they're curlers. I'm like, how are those curlers? And she was showing me. And I was just like, there's a whole world of curling hair like there's a whole curling hair world out there i am (laughs) was previously unaware of yes yeah i mean the if you go to like pinterest or something or even just youtube and you like type in like how to curl your hair without a curling iron in the vein of your mom in the soup cans there are so many tutorials with all these different ways about here's how to curl your hair like you sleep on your hair with all of your hair twisted around like this and wake up you have these beautiful curls and do you have any good diy hair stuff no nothing like that okay I have pretty fine hair, and so a lot of those, like, you know, oh, like, you just need the the sash from a bathrobe, and you tie a loop your hair around it. I'm like, okay, no, it usually doesn't work for me. You need thicker hair. Um, so, no, I, I don't. I just, I'm like, guys, get a curling iron. And also, my <laughs> hair is, does have some natural wave to it, and kind of the longer it's been since I've washed it, the more, like, kind of wavy it gets. And as of late, I got a... Not to brag, but I got a really good haircut in April, like probably one of the best haircuts I've ever had that really led to me embracing my like natural waves and curl a little mm. bit more because now it all like falls a lot better. So um haven't used the old curling iron nearly as much. Um, I have a little hair in front that has a little bit of a wave, but it's mostly just a cowlick and like I I would I want so like do you do you ever know me when my hair was long? No, we've talked about this. I mean, not, not when you would describe it as how, what you mean by long, it doesn't sound familiar to me. The so. longest it ever got was really long, but it was like, I always wanted it to be kind of like this wavy long hair, like like Patrick Dempsey or something. And uh, it would just, it has no wave to it. And I've, as far as I know, there's not something I can get that like, put this in your hair and it'll give it a little wavy, but God, I wish. I mean, yes, <laughs> all of us. Um but um, do you want to do you want to get back to the episode now that we've gone down a very long? I mean, hole? I'm wondering if I have anything else to say about the episode. Uh, I have one thing like that it. apparently Cliff's deviled eggs were made with water instead of mayo. Oh god! And I <laughs> yeah. the, the, that sound you just made. I know we both have our videos off, but that sound you just made is like the the it, that is what my like throat did when I heard that. <laughs> well, because I've had deviled eggs with kind of more watery. I don't know what that like the yolk mixture that goes mm-hmm. in. That's not properly whipped. Yeah, I just also yeah. like I I just never think deviled eggs are worth the trouble. Um, so I will say so. The other day we, I was uh, getting I went by H E B. I was meeting up. I think we were doing a potluck with my uh, Dungeons and Dragons group. You know Molly and Jordan and those people. And um, I went 
by and I was like, oh, I'll just grab something from H E B. And first of all, it was near Fourth of July. So like all the little like platters were like twice as expensive as they normally are. And I was like, oh, deviled eggs. There's a good thing to get because I feel like a lot of people like devil I love deviled eggs, but a lot of people like deviled eggs, but like you said, no one's ever like, I'm gonna make deviled eggs. And so I was like, I'll just get a tray of them. And it was like eighteen dollars for like <laughs> maybe a dozen deviled eggs. I was like, get out of here. And so I, I, I don't know. I just remember thinking that was like, uh, that's probably what I would charge. Cause you're right. It's a lot of work for, for deviled eggs. But at the same time, I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Just no. Um, also I just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I also don't like them enough to find them worth it. Um, I will say when Cliff was talking about uh, saying like how, he was expecting everybody to tell him like not to go and like nobody was saying that and everything it reminds me of every job i've left someone has been like what if the job counter offers what if the job has been like it says no we don't want you to go what can we do to make you stay and i'm like that never happens I've never, <laughs> I, yeah i feel like i had i had somebody do it my first job i left I told the guys like, "Hey, I'm leaving," and blah blah blah. And he kind of came back with like, "Well, I mean, is there anything I can do? You seem pretty determined." Like it was like he knew what was going on. Like he's like, "Do you know what I'm saying?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but that was the closest we've ever come. Everyone else is like, "All right, dude, <laughs> see." Ya. Yeah, I think I've also like the first two jobs I had were just at places where not that there's high turnover, but you know, just uh, people ebb and flow, and you know, when you leave, you're like. Okay, yeah, like you're 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 leaving. Hardly anybody is like indispensable at those mm-hmm. at those places. Um, and my well, last job, typically the reason I, you're I, leaving is because they don't realize how indispensable you are. Yeah, I mean, so true. Uh, my last <laughs> job, though, the, I mean, I was like, I'm moving to Texas, and you won't let me work remotely, which is hilarious because this was 2019. Um, so, <laughs> um, and they were like, Yeah, well, and I was like, Okay, bye. <laughs> So, I mean, they were like, what, I mean, they were kind of like, what can we do to get you to stay? And I was like, let me work. We've already been through this. <laughs> let me work remotely from Texas. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was very, I remember that was a very awkward exit interview. Cause it was like, name the main reason why you are leaving. And I was like, location of job. <laughs> um, do you want to, do you want to rate the episode? Uh, I'm going to rate it seven watery deviled eggs. Damn you for taking my watery <laughs> deviled eggs. <laughs> I'm. Do you, want to, uh, you want to you want me to take that out? And we'll do a different one. No, 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 no. I have I have, I have a backup one. I'm I'm going okay. to be uh, I'm going I'm going to give it um you know I'm going to give it seven as well. I'm going to give it seven. Was it spear guns? Spear shooters? Yes. Yeah. Spear guns. Yes. Like uh, James Bond era looking. Yes. <laughs> spear gun. Yes. Well, uh, guys, if you have a, a, a better deviled egg recipe you want to send our way. Or, or if, 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 if you have your own thoughts about like this Cheers, if you were a big Cheers fan and you just want to let us know like your favorite things about this. Yeah, we love to hear from our Cheers fans. Uh, like seriously, I would have, uh, if, if Tara was in town, we would have had her watch this. Maybe I will and have her kind of send in something. But uh, let us know. Uh, our email is craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. We are available wherever you get your, uh, you can get um, podcasts. If you, in fact, if you see a look for us someplace and you can't find us, send us an email, the aforementioned email, and I will get us up there ASAP. But wherever you do find us, give us a five star review, the highest review possible. It really helps us out. It helps the little tiny fledgling uh, podcast. But if you're like, eh, I think I'll give them less than a five star review, don't, don't waste your time doing mm-hmm. that. 
waste your time doing this. There is an Amazon series uh, that is from the based on a book series by the same author of the Netflix kind of uh, trilogy of To All the Boys I Loved Before. Um, hmm. The Netflix series is called The Summer I Turned Pretty. And it is about a it's it's set in the, the current times. Um, and it's about a, a teenage girl who spends every summer growing up um, at a family friend's beach house. And then, you know, this one summer she's, you know, comes and she's kind of the butterfly emerged from her cocoon and now all these people are starting to notice her. And it's, so it's a little bit of like a little YA. It's a little rom-commy. It's a little bit more coming of age, but the adults also have some pretty like her, the parents have some pretty compelling storylines too. So um, they're about hour long episodes. It really makes me want to like know somebody who has like a house in Nantucket or like, you know, something. So if that's, if that's a Ukrainiacs, like I'm a great house guest, please invite <laughs> me. Um, but What's the name of it again? The Summer I Turned Pretty. And it's on Amazon Prime. Um, I'm still I think waiting for that summer. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I think it's seven episodes, maybe. Um, I, I don't know if it's, um, I, I don't know too much about the book or if it's multiple books or something. So I don't know if it's, this is just one season and they're going to have more seasons or whatever. But um, if you know me, if you follow me on Instagram, you know how much I loved the To All the Boys I Loved Before um, movie trilogy that was on Netflix. Mm. And so... Uh, this is by the same author, but I think the author is much more involved in this adaptation. I think she was kind of just like, you know, sold the rights a little bit for Netflix, but um, she's much more involved in this one. So, um, yeah, I, I've watched two or three episodes. That was what I was watching before we started recording. Um, and so that's weird. I was watching an Amazon series, too. What were you watching? Outer Range with oh. uh, Josh Brolin. Oh, OK. Never heard of that. It's it's interesting. It's it's there's this drama of like, you know, a murder cover up and someone they're like in a Wyoming ranch and someone's trying to like a land dispute, et cetera, et cetera. And all that's there. And it's kind of a cool that like, you know, an interesting little story like that. But at the same time, Josh Brolin is right in his range and just like a giant, like perfectly symmetrical hole that is seemingly bottomless, like opens up in his ranch. Oh, and like when the first episode his son like accidentally murders someone he's like i know what to do with the body he like throws it in the hole and then it's like this someone this woman who's imogen uh poots who is like staying on his land sees him and like shoves him in the hole and he goes in and then like he appears the next morning like elsewhere so it's like Mostly this normal kind, not normal, but like a crime story. And then there's this one weird sci-fi element floating through it. That's, that's fascinating. That's so it's like things happen. And then one little weird, crazy sci-fi thing happens, which is I'm finding myself more interested in those type of stories or even ones that are just like playing crime dramas and stuff. Now that like everything is like superheroes and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just give me a good old fashioned realistic show or one that just has like one small weird element and everything else is just, you know, an interest. I don't have to learn all this lore or anything. It's like them, you know, they react very realistically to it where he's like, I don't know what this is. This is really weird. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Like it's very odd. It's funny. Cause I think about shows like game of Thrones and I'm like, I don't know if I will ever have that appetite for a show like that where it's like let's build this complicated world with well 50 to 70 characters and all these places do you know anybody who's like rah-rah about the the next game of thrones series that's coming soon no did you know there's another they're making another series yes i did know that um and i was like oh nothing you know that none of us care anymore like oh i i and and laurel i cared so much about it 
about about Game of Thrones or about the yes. series? Oh, no, about no. Game of Thrones. That's what I'm saying. It's <clears throat> not that we don't care. We cared a bit, and now we don't care at all. I cared about it the most, and then the the like the 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 finale came out, and we all went. Well, okay, thanks, and went on to the next thing. It's so weird how much it, we it, don't talk about that show. I, I know. Um, I, I was. I talk about this with my hairstylist almost every time I see her um, <laughs> because we were we were both such big Game of Thrones fans. I mean, lots of people were. I was like, I there is no show that I have been as obsessed as I was with Game of Thrones. That as soon yeah. as it ended, it was like wiped from my mind. Like, right? I was right. so obsessed with Gilmore Girls and West Wing and Friday Night Lights. I am still obsessed with all of those shows. Like Game of Thrones. Don't care if I never watch another. We'll never watch another episode. I mean, of it, even likely. the tale of like how badly they, how dirty they did Khaleesi, and the like. This this finale sucked. Like tale was relatively short compared to like, you know, considering how obsessed we were with Lost, and I felt mm-hmm. like we talked about how bad the end of Lost was for a very long time. Like people this was still a show that talk was talk about it. <laughs> yeah, like people just don't talk about Game of Thrones. Like it's like, oh yeah, that. And well, it was like there's a, it was there's like a all these people Oh, sorry. Th- there's a Taylor Swift song um, that she wrote about an ex-boyfriend called I Forgot That You Existed, and that's a, that is how I feel. I, I said right. that Game of Thrones feels like a person you forgot you dated right. and that like you had a very intense obsessive relationship with and then when you broke up, you were just like, "Who?" But like, okay, look at it a little bit from my point of view and how much of a nerd I am. And like, I love, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and, and, and weird fantasy stuff. And I saw the whole world, like, get on board my train for like, you know, seven years. And I was like, oh, it's happening. This is how the world is now. And they went, nope. And we went right back to like, yeah, we don't really care about that stuff as much as we used to. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, and part of it for me was also that the payoff was not worth it. Like I was like, I got so invested in this. I learned all about this world. I learned everything. I was riveted. I, and then at the end I was like, well, this wasn't, I got no ROI on this. So I don't. ROI. I just don't feel the need to. What are you saying? What's ROI? Return on investment. Oh, right, right, right. Like okay. basically, I didn't, it was not a satisfying ending. So I was like, I well. Mean, I felt like at the end of every season, there was a return on investment. It was just that last season that just went no and well, like cut out, like well, slammed the door shut on everything. Well, that, that's what I mean is like they they spent seasons and seasons opening up these storylines. And that then I feel like the storylines that had been arcs for the entire series were just kind of like, we never found out why the Night King was. Like after, like like what 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 was the reason for the Night King coming down yeah, into like point. Westeros and like what 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 was he trying to do? Why why was he doing this anyway? I, I think a the, show like The Americans is a perfect example of how Game of Thrones missed the mark because the Americans set up things in like the first season that then paid off in like the fifth season, and you were just like slow claps the whole time. You were like, I cannot believe this thing that I forgot happened in the first... It was like Harry Potter books where like stuff that happens in book three is important in book seven and saves Harry's life, so... Well, I, I the other thing I want to talk about is those the, 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 the show's creators of... The ga- creators of Game of Thrones like had the world... Like it was like, what are they going to do next? Like they had deals to do an entire Star Wars trilogy yeah. that was their own thing. They were they had this very very ill conceived uh, uh-huh. next show that was going to be like, what if slavery still exists? Yeah, like, what, what if, if the South, South won? won the- it was called the Confederacy, and it just very quietly 
was never talked about again. <laughs> I don't know that it, I've heard some stuff where people. I mean, I it was, but it was a very short time. Where it was like no, and then they went okay. But it was, it was no, and I I, I wonder if the uh, end of Game of Thrones had been pulled off better or been better received. If we would be still having that, you know, it wouldn't be an argument. It's like yeah, no, the, a lot of people are against this, and also you ruined like the biggest pop culture thing in a long time. Yeah, you know, so no, we're gonna clip that from you. We're gonna take away this Star Wars. I mean, Star. There's a lot of like Star Wars redid a lot of the things they said they were gonna do when they first came back hard and heavy. But anyway, I, I it's just weird to me how much we, you know, it was it, it's it's it was this weird phenomenon that the like everybody was into. It's not even just like the Star Wars nerds went nuts nuts. It was. Don't take this the wrong way. You and Tara were super into this show yeah. that on paper like. 15 years ago, if I would have been like, hey, you're going to be really into the show that's about the politics of a world with dragons, you'd be like, shut up. You mm-hmm. don't know me. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. I would have, yeah. No, and that's what I always tell people when I would try to get people into Game of Thrones. I'm like, guys, there's no reason I should like this show. There's no reason yeah. I should be into this. So, like, if that's a sign that people should give it a chance. But now I'm like, oh, no. And I try not to think about how much, how many hours of my life I spent on that show. So, not just watching will... it, but, like, listening to podcasts about it. and yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I would rewatch like most of it when we got towards the end. I'd just be like, okay, cool. Like, I, the, some of the first seasons are great. Um, I, I want to say one more little story kind of about Game of Thrones. It's mostly about a friend of, of, of ours that I really respect. Um, uh, this woman, okay, Lauren. It's me. I know. It's you. Um, um, this woman, Lauren, that we knew in okay. DC. Her name is Lauren. Come on. You couldn't come up with a better, like, uh, <laughs> nom de plume for me. Oh, my God. We're, there was no one, like, petting your ego in Portugal? Is, is, is What's going on? Well, here? so the thing is, it is Leo season, and, you know, I'm a Leo, and my dog is named Leo. So we, we're just, we're really firing on all eight cylinders. We just, we need a lot of glory. We need a lot of attention on us, on ourselves right now. So. I posted something on Twitter or Instagram where someone had posted something where it's like, this is a Scorpio. And I was like, two things can be true. One, astrology is 100% bullshit. And two, this is 100% me. <laughs> like, but anyway, um, there's this woman we know and, and I would always come in and say, oh, you should watch this. And her husband was kind of a dork. And he'd be like, oh, I've been trying to watch it. She won't watch it. And we were like trying to figure out, I'm like, what is it about you? About like, she's like, I don't watch Star Wars. I don't watch uh, this. I don't watch this. And I'm like, what is it you don't like? She's like, I don't watch anything with swords in it. And I'm like sitting there like thinking back on all the stuff she's like. And I'm like, I respect this like rule. I don't know. She's like, it's, I don't know why, but it's just if I see a show and it has swords in it, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what a weird, weird, but also like perfectly encompassing rule for for what she didn't like i feel like that like... that removes a lot of disney movies though like the early disney movies you know prince philip like you know has to wield his sword to get to slay maleficent to get to aurora i remember we had a lot of talks i was like what if it's like a civil war movie and the cavalry has saber she's like eh, that's pushing it like she, yeah. you know, i was like what do you watch i love I, just... I, I love this i love this though it's like yes, you know so... there's that website does the dog die she needs like a is there a sword in this is there a sword in this movie what about Star Wars? She's like, mm, laser swords, can't get into it. <laughs> so it's funny. I so Somebody recently told me they never got into Star Wars because they don't like sci-fi. And I was like, I mean, yes, I guess Star Wars. It's in space, but it's a fairy tale. Well, yeah, I, I was kind of like, to me, it's a caper. It's like an adventure, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a fairy tale. It's, 
Yeah, it's, it's a like, western. It's a yeah. war movie. It's a lot of things. Yeah, like. I was like, I mean, I could care less that there's, and I, I know that like that's what some people find so fascinating about. But, like, I, I could really care less that there's like droids and you know all these different like ships and weapons and well, right? Because it's less about how the droids work and more about what is their character. Yeah, yeah. So an interesting character just happens to go like beep boop or whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I just thought not that was to, interesting. Not to go down that big hole, but I swear to God, any of this new Star Wars stuff, my favorite character in everyone is almost always the droid. I'm like, I didn't realize I like droids so much, but like, I don't know. I just find them very fascinating when they give what is essentially like a refrigerator some <laughs> character. I, I recently said, I think it was when I was in Europe, maybe... I may have said it to like Leah or something, in which case it would be understandable because she's I don't think she's ever seen Star Wars. But um, I said something like it was like, oh, like that wasn't the bus we were looking for or something. And I was like, these were not the droids we were looking for. Anyway, whoever I was with didn't laugh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, there's I understand not being super into it. But like that is that is again, it transcends the like into popular culture and the zeitgeist. And, you know, you like. It's like when, when every once in a while Tara knows I haven't seen a movie, but I say like a bunch of stuff from it. She's like, how do you know that? I'm like, I'm a student of pop culture first off, but like that's like, it was, it was, I forgot what movie it was, but it's like, okay, earlier you were talking about, uh, why can I not remember the name? Legally Blonde. In my mm-hmm. brain, it was like professionally blonde. That's not the name <laughs> of the movie. But like, I know stuff about that movie, but I've never seen that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, it's so pervasive and it's, it's not that I have a thing against seeing it. It just hasn't really presented itself as an opportunity and i haven't like actively you know uh seeked it out seeked it out suck it out that's not right what is it sought it it, thank you not sought it out (laughs) but anyway um but i like know stuff like i I, like like that you look like the fourth of july makes me want a hot dog real bad like things like that to be fair that is the sequel which is not very good so oh i'm um, so sorry i just like that line but anyway, um, okay, we, we have gotten so far, like, we, we should have ended this podcast a while ago, but if, listeners, if you have thoughts on Game of Thrones, if you have thoughts about sword movies, uh, yeah, if like you I have said, one of those deal breakers, like, you don't watch something with X, you know. I'm interested to hear those type of deal breakers. This, the sword one's great, but let us know, like we said earlier, all that ways. But uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.